Welcome to Niners Talk with John, Tim, and Brian. Let's talk Niners. How can six of you miss a play like that, huh? Hey, everybody. Welcome to Niner Stock. It's John, joined by my brother Tim, my brother from another mother, Brian. How you guys doing tonight? What's up, everybody? Hello. All right, well, how are we feeling? Tim is coming direct to us from his fallout shelter in lake tahoe look Uh, i'm just saying that if crypto and ai are going to absolutely destroy the world i am prepared how about you guys i'm just saying i am prepared i I, i'm prepared as well i'm going to go down with the ship great brian how are you doing today you got positive tone we're starting the podcast off on uh i'm doing fine you were talking about fallout shelters i was thinking about Last of Us. Did you guys watch that on HBO Max this season? I didn't. I did not. Oh, it just talks about an the, apocalypse. So, I will. I will cut it short if you haven't okay. seen it. Okay. Can we start talking other than something about That's... the end of days? I'm a little bit. I'm a little. Speaking, I'm a kind of in a negative mood now. Speaking of apocalypse, so uh, some some news coming out of uh, Tim's local area. The Washington Commanders have finalized their sale. And Dan Snyder is no longer the owner of the Washington Commanders. Yeah. I, as, as we've said before, I do live in the Washington, D.C. area. Obviously, I'm a huge Niners fan, having been raised and born and raised in Northern California. But I just, you know, goodbye and good riddance to Mr. Snyder. I think you put him up there with people like Donald Sterling, uh, Marge Schott. I, I just have never seen one of the more disgusting people on this planet dan if you're listening you want to sue me i don't really have much to offer but i doubt you're listening you're probably in your yacht watching your imax uh, move by yourself um no i've lived in dc since about 2005 i remember moving there you know people were huge on washington football sundays were just enormous and that just was steadily eroded away till the fan base is really a shell of itself hopefully that new ownership group is able to come in because uh, I, I do think D.C. is a great football town. Uh, but goodbye and good riddance to Mr. Snyder, your sexual harassment lawsuits. You're basically running a team into the ground and alienating one of the best fan bases uh, that the NFL had. That being said, let's get off this subject and talk about other stuff. Yeah, so Niners uh, are actually going to play a football game this weekend. Uh, we're going to talk today about the Niners uh, playing the, the Raiders. So far, we've had one joint practice, uh, and Brian, what have you heard from or seen from the joint practices uh, that's happened today? So when I've been reading on, what is it, NBC Sports Bay Area or KNBR, I mean, I guess they've gone unsuccessfully. It's gone to plan. They've gone each other. I know that there's just been a lot of, probably today is kind of the camaraderie thing with whole like Brock Purdy seeing jimmy g but i guess it's going okay i haven't heard of any injuries from today other than the breaking news, which you're probably going to break later but other than that i guess it's going okay tim have you 
Learn or read anything that piqued your interest about today's joint practice? Well, I think the major news was obviously the injury report that came out today with Ray Ray Cloud. Uh, found out he broke his wrist on Tuesday, uh, falling to the ground. It is going to require surgery. So he's going to be out about eight weeks. Uh, that is unfortunate. I know Niners fans, like myself, we cringe anytime we see an injury update from uh, social media. It's early enough in the season that the Niners can recover. They'll probably bring in a veteran or somebody will step up. But um, that's really the major thing. I think you know, from what I've heard, a Kinlaw continues to be a highlight. Uh, for the defensive line. And I, I just, yeah, a little you know, shout out to Jimmy G. I was always a Jimmy G fan. I always thought he held himself with such professionalism and class. And we saw that again today with him and hanging out with Brock Purdy. Shanahan made some comments. Jimmy G made some comments. It's great to see things like that. I wish him well with the Raiders. Yeah, from what I was reading today and watching via the Twitterverse was that Hargrave had a really good practice kinlaw had another really good one uh, brock had a pretty decent red zone i think he threw two touchdowns one to mccaffrey one to ty davis price uh trey got off to kind of a slow start but had a really good two minute drill uh but jimmy g apparently looked pretty sharp but i mean he was going against a defense that he had to play against for four years so i, I also heard that apparently the matchup to watch uh, during these joint practices is Crosby against Trent Williams. I guess those guys have just been going toe to toe nine days. So that was that that would be a matchup I would love to be on the field for. But Crosby had some uh, terrific uh, things to say about you know, Williams. He just said, you know, the going against that guy just makes me a better player." Yeah, it really looks like uh, those are two titans going against each other. Uh, so, and then. There's another practice tomorrow, and then we have the game on Sunday, which will be our first time to watch. It's going to be here on 4 o'clock on the East Coast, and then for you West Coasters, it's going to be 1 o'clock. So, Brian, any other training camp thoughts? No, I mean, it's it's just good to see. I was just reminiscing about how the last game we went to, Niners-Raiders, was at the same spot where where this game on Sunday is going to be. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see. I know it, there's it, a lot of... People trying to make their roster on both squads, so you won't see the starters kind of in this matchup. This game won't have quite the amount of tension that the one on New Year's Day 2023 had. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I don't think it's going to be as tight. So some other stuff from training camp over the last week. Uh, we've definitely seen how good Jake Moody can be. And we, the unofficial first death chart came out. And I love how they use the or. It's Jake Moody or Zane Gonzalez. I'm like, it's, there's no or. Like, let's get rid of the or. It's Jake Moody. And Jake Moody boomed a 60-yarder in practice, and somebody like Lombardi said he could have gone 66 at sea level. I think he's going to be one to watch. Can I ask Tim? a question about kickers in general? I just have a question about kickers in general. Um. Why is it that the 49ers, when they bring in backup kickers, because Robbie Gold got injured a couple of times, we bring in people whose name starts with things like Chase. And in this case, we have Zane. Why are our backup kickers always named unique names? Is, is, there, a, is there some sort of algorithm around this? I don't know, but you might have a point because 
Who was that kicker that you hated? He would always miss. Are you talking about in the early 2000s? Yes. Well, that would be Jose Cortez. <laughs> it wasn't a weird, it wasn't a weird name. He just, uh, he just every now and then would, you know, it's like, all right, this game, we'll put the game away. And it would just like slice right over to the other side. Uh, I think it was something like we were playing the Chargers and the, he had a chance to ice the game. And I think it's something to the effect of Tim might be calling on the 49er organization to see if, is there another country that Jose Cortez would like to live in? at this point so yeah um yeah I, I remember that i had i didn't hate him i just hated it when he did things like that. yeah oh jose you're out there somewhere i hope he's doing well um but anyway on to the game uh so what are we gonna this is the first time i mean other than the little clips you see from practice the first time we're actually see these guys suit up and tackle to the ground so brian what are you looking for in this game what are you going to be watching you just kind of want to see who's going to make the third string, who's going to make the squad. So, I mean, I know you're not, as I mentioned, you're not going to watch a lot of the people who are going to start. You may not even see the backups of the starters. You're just looking for the, we're going to see the people who are going to make the 53 man roster. So I'll be honest. I'm not very familiar with a lot of the names who are trying to make the third string. So I'm not even going to go there in terms of like names, but I think the only name that comes to mind is because Ray McLeod got hurt. That's probably going to move up Ronnie Bell in the depth chart because he mm -hmm. probably is going to be the person, him or Willie Sneed, I thinking, could be the persons who could take the kickoff returns and the punt returns. So um, yep. this is definitely going to help him. And that's what I kind of see. And Tim, what are you going to be looking at? Yeah. Well, I was right there with Brian. I... I think a couple of things. I was hoping to see what Drake Jackson was going to show. I was hoping to see what Danny Gray was going to show, but it, it looks like you know Drake Jackson has a hamstring injury. I can't recall off the top of my head what Danny Gray. I was looking to see what those guys could do. Obviously, that's not going to be the case. So uh, I'll be keeping an eye on Kinlaw uh, and see what kind of uh, reps he gets and what he can do. And yeah, obviously, Brock Purdy is, is not going to play. I will be shocked if he plays uh, at all. There's just no point. We're going to see what Trey Lance can do. He it's a year after his injury. He's probably he's going to put on the pad. Apparently, he still got some challenges throwing in the short game. We're going to see what Sam Darnold can do. And I think like anything preseason, we get a chance to see uh, a surprise. And a couple of years ago, John, you and I are watching the game, and we're like, "Who's twenty nine? Hufanga? That guy seems to have just mm -hmm. a good nose for the ball. He was making plays." And so that's what I'm looking for in this game. Is anybody going to stand out? Is anybody going to surprise us where we jump onto our phones and say, who's that guy? So, yeah. And, and otherwise, it's football. We haven't seen it since yeah. the NFC Championship game. We're going to turn it on. Our jerseys will be on. And it's just good to have it back. Yeah, I think the most interesting thing is going to be, for me, will be, okay, who's going to get the starting nod this time? And my guess, it'll be Trey Lance. How does he look? How many does he play the first quarter? Does he play more than that? Uh, is he auditioning for potentially a trade? Uh, because then you got Sam Darnold. Uh, how does he look? You know, is he looking like he's picking up the, the Niners offense? Will they flip flop next week with Sam then taking out uh, the ones and then Trey 
uh, coming in after that. So it's going to be interesting because obviously they're paying Sam Darnold. They still have Trey Lance on his rookie deal and Brock Purdy's number one. And given how many times we've had quarterbacks get hurt, they can keep all of them. Well, like any quarterback, they're going to have to throw the ball. And with the Ray Ray McLeod injury, the Ronnie Bell is really one that I'm kind of watching. I was really hoping Danny Gray was going to play uh, because he's such a burner. And I wasn't really super high on him. Uh, but I'm kind of wondering, because I, I, I think I read that he's sore. Like, well, you know, I'm sore too sometimes, but I can go out and run. Yeah. And I just wonder if he's got the the ability to, for availability, as they say. So I'm going to be looking. I think I'm going to be really interested in Roddy Bell and the connection into uh, either Trey Lance or Sam Darnold and which of the quarterbacks looks the part. So I have a question for you guys. Is Shanahan going to run Trey Lance on any designed quarterback draws, quarterback runs, things like that? Do you see that happening? No. No, I do not see that happening at all. I think we might see one, maybe two. I don't put it past Shanahan to say, hey, you know what, Trey, get it out of your system. Go in there, get just take one hit, and I can pull you out, or I won't call that play anymore. But I wouldn't be surprised if we did a little quarterback design run uh, that Shanahan, I think, just employs just to give Trey maybe a little confidence. Do you think that I run think would you be inside assume. or outside, Tim? Or John? Uh, I don't. Well, I certainly, I hope not. I certainly hope not inside, just because in the Seattle game week two last year, that's where, yeah. obviously, he got hurt. So, but you know, see. Maybe something like, you know, we'll, we'll run a play action fake where Lance is running to his right and he's got the option to run or you know, throw it into the flat and somebody can pick it up. So I see something like that. It's something like Shanahan telling Lance, if, unless it's like a mile open and you can run for five, six yards and run out of bounds, take it. If not, just throw the ball away. I think you'll see trade with a, like a design rollout. I don't think yeah. you'll see him run. Uh, I just think the risks are too big uh, for him to get hurt and, and just, you know, not be available. Because yeah. Lord knows we need the quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, so here's another question, John. So we know Purdy's got mobility. You mm-hmm. know, we know he can run. We see him. We saw him do that last year. We know that Lance, one of the reasons they drafted him was they thought he had mobility to run they certainly employed that the first couple of games can sam donald run that's a question i'll that's something i'll be looking for see what his mobility is like well apparently he was running in practice today i don't know if he was running for his life or <laughs> he was actually running with that was the, the general theme i think i read in the athletic huh. brian anything else you're going to be looking for on off let's see i'm going to see i know uh, i think elijah mitchell's heard so right so i think DP, Davis Price is probably going to be going. So I'd love to see a little bit more of him. I know he's done pretty well in the preseason. And he, so I'd love to see him more. So I I think that is probably something the offense is going to look at. Definitely. So, oh, also with George Kittle getting hurt today, they're definitely going to look at more of the tight end. So George Kittle with an adductor. Doctor injury, mm-hmm. which I think is the 
what is that, the groin area? You like to see probably Cameron Latu or was it Braden Willis kind of show up. So you're going to see a lot of targets that in that area on Sunday. I, so I also you know, I kind of wonder if, you know, the injuries that Shanahan has been, you know, I mean, you just mentioned George Kittle. We certainly wouldn't probably see George Kittle if he was 100% healthy, but I do wonder if this was week one, week two, would we see Kittle out there? Uh, because last year we did miss Kittle for the first couple of games. Uh, he, he had some. I forget what the exact injury was, but um, I do wonder if this was a must-win game, would we see Kittle out there? My guess, probably yes. But this is going to be something we're going to play mm -hmm. cautious. There's no reason to have him in there. Uh, but as Brian said, it gives us a chance to see the other tight ends uh, and see what they can do. Yeah, I'm going to be really interested. Plus, uh, the emphasis, especially with McCaffrey, although I doubt he'll play, on the quarterback-running back connection via pass. and. Yeah, that goes with Ty Davis Price and with Jordan Mason and some of the other, you know, potential undrafted guys, uh, running backs as well. So that's going to be, I think, a pretty interesting connection uh, from either Sam Darnold or Trey Lance. And then last but not least on offense is the offensive line. You won't see, I don't think, a lot of the starters, um, certainly not Trent Williams, but you know, is Colton McKibbins going to take a couple snaps in there and keep getting sharp? Uh, are they going to put out uh, their you know, backup center? And how do they gel against uh, the Raiders front? Especially uh, keeping, you know, giving a little bit of time to both uh, Darnold and Lance. And then you know, opening up running lines. So I'll be interested to see how they perform uh, as well. So. Any other thoughts on the offense? Because then we'll just move on to the big D. Move on to D. Move on to the D. Okay. Well, obviously the D, I think, starts with the new safety. Uh, we've heard really good things coming out of camp. He's had a couple uh, interceptions. He's looked the part. Uh, but now we have to get to see how he performs during a game. Uh, so I'm going to be watching him. And again, like Tim said, with Hafunga when he came in. Oh, okay. That's the guy who's Sorry. Sorry, going who, out to whack people. John, who who are you going to be watching? <laughs> Our new safety, uh, Brown. Oh, okay. Thank you. I heard the safety. Okay. I'm like, I, we have several safeties. I need, just need you to be specific. <laughs> I'm watching that yes. guy. I'm watching that, that guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, Brian, who are you going to be watching on, on D this weekend? Samuel Womax. He's got some kind reviews, kind of what's happening during the offseason, so I love to see him to see what he can do. I know he's our backup corner, but uh, our forgotten man, Ambry Thomas, who got the uh, pick in the, was it the, the 21 season? Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see him back. I listened to him on the Niners Talk podcast with Matt Mayoko. He had some words about why he kind of fell off last year. He got hurt. He wasn't in shape, but now he's back. So he probably took his rookie year for granted. He thought he was going to start in his second year. He got passed definitely in the second year. So I want him. He is his third year now. I, I want to see him shine and he's proven yeah. it in his rookie year. I want to see him back in his third year. Yeah, Brian, I got to say you stole the guy I was just about to talk about would be Ambry Tom. Actually in 20, uh, 2021, he was struggling at the first part of the year and then he came on yeah. strong 
at the end of the year. You mentioned uh, the interception against the Rams in the last game of the season, clinching the Niners' playoff spot, and we thought we'd see a lot of growth from him uh, the following year. Obviously, that did not happen. So I'll be keeping an eye on Ambry uh, myself. We've seen flashes of what he can do. Let's see if he can keep he can make it consistent. Okay. So the other one will be really interesting is what lineup backers go out. So you've got Fred, who I won't be doing anything. Dre's got uh, a hamstring. Yep. But then who's going to be the Mike linebacker? Who's the strong side? Who's going to be weak side? This is going to be a group where I think you may see some separation between all of the folks that are out there. You might see Oren Burks looking really good. Um, and some of the other guys are coming on uh, as well. So that's the group I'm actually kind of going to be watching. Um, and then, of course, there's a guy who we've been talking about quite a bit. It's Javon Kinlaw. I'm really excited to watch him play. I think he can, yeah. if he's in the Bravo group at the in the beginning of the season, remember last year in the preseason, he was against the Texans and he looked great. Uh, and I just kind of hope we see that version of Javon Kinlaw uh, for this game. Yeah. So I, I agree with you, John. I I, I think it, it, I, I do wonder if they're going to have Kinlaw play given his injury history. Uh, I do see him maybe going out there for a couple of series, but I think they're going to be you know, keeping him on a play count like they did last year. Certainly would love to see him obviously excelled. Uh, I think he, he could be. More of a role player rather than a full-time starter. Um, now that they brought in, obviously, the big free agent splash, Hargrove, um, if he can come in on you know, not, a, not an every-down player, I think he could definitely be effective. But here's another thing I'm going to be looking for in this game. Because we, we talk about, you know, who are we looking for from this guy, who are we looking for from that guy, and it's all positive. But how are these guys going to handle adversity, particularly the young guys coming in? If you get beat for a touchdown, which is going to happen, you make a dumb penalty, which is going to happen. Can you shake it off and can you, um, you know, come back and continue to and play at a high level? That's what we're going to be looking for. I mean, we all we also have to remember that this is preseason and these games don't count. And I remember that a couple of years ago, I think I used this example before when Jimmy G came in 2019 and he was against the Broncos. He was back from his injury and he didn't have a good game and Twitter blows. up. That's it. Jimmy G season's over. Oh. And what happens? 49ers go to the yeah. season. <laughs> so I, I think we have yeah. to remember that in a month's time, I seriously doubt the three Raiders game back in August that really showcased what. The yeah. I just remember last year, Tim and I were in Montana and we were watching the game, the first game. I'm like, oh, now it feels like summertime, like late summertime. Like, we got a preseason game on. We got some cheese and crackers out. Maybe a couple, couple cocktails. Drinks. Wait. Yeah. So, is, is this a family oriented podcast or is this 21 and over? Sorry. Fuck this no, is, man. It's explicit. This is explicit. <laughs> there, I, my yeah. answer, my, my question has been answered. So on, on another note, I'm actually kind of excited about special teams. Uh, I'm, it's really weird because we've heard so much about Jake Moody and I've obviously talked a lot about him, uh, but we haven't actually seen him kick. 
So I'm really excited to watch Jake Moody's kickoffs uh, to see what kind of returns. And it's a little bit hard, obviously, to gauge height from the television. Uh, But you can certainly gauge where he puts it and and how much, how well does he kick it out of the end zone. But then it's like, okay, well, now you're going to kick in real games. And maybe they trot him out to do like a 55-yarder and see how he does there. So I'm I'm really excited to see him. I mean, I yeah, Dingen's all us. I'm like, yeah. I I think what Shannon would love. Sorry, Brian. I think what Shannon would love is that if you get it to a point where it's like four seconds left in a calf or the quarter, and the Niners are on like their own 45, and he just says, "All right, Jake, go out there and see how far the thing." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I cut you off, Brian. Go ahead. No, I've heard really great things about Moody. You pick a guy in the third round, right? And he's what, pick 100 or something like that. So, you know, of course you're going to keep him on the roster. So, but I've heard he's done good things. Obviously, I think money-wise, it makes sense to get this guy over Robbie Gould. But I heard he hasn't missed in the the preseason or in like in practices and stuff. So I guess he's doing a good thing. And he's got a really strong leg. So we'll see what happens. We do know he hasn't missed in preseason yet. Yeah. <laughs> because there well, hasn't been one. But I'm Bob, he, Tim. He, I, hasn't, he hasn't missed in practice, from what I've heard. <laughs> oh, there we go. I, I do have to know, John, if I was Kyle Shanahan, I would pull a John Madden trick out of my playbook. I would say mm-hmm. to Jake Moody, all right, if you have a 55-yard field goal, practice is over. This is what John Madden used to do. Uh, his kicker and he had guys like john matuzak uh otis sistrong and probably other people that i I frankly would never want to be on the bad side of and they would just stare at him like you missed this we are going to seriously kill you so i don't know i think maybe shannon he'd get trent williams you get a few guys just scare the daylights out of him see what his see see what his confidence level does well they are in vegas so you could almost say okay friday like the last part of friday is like Hey, if Jake hits this, you guys don't have curfew. I'll see you sometime <laughs> on Saturday. If you if he misses, you guys are pulling it at eight a.m. tomorrow. Uh, uh, anyway, pressure. So we are at the time of year where where hope springs eternal, and nowhere is there people that are more hopeful than people who are ready to draft for fantasy football. Yes. Uh, I know that I, well, I'm in, I'm in Brian's league. I, I do play. Uh, it has colored the way I watch this game a bit, but not as much uh, anymore. Because I'm able to like, okay, oh, it's not daily fantasy. There's no money really on the line. Uh, but who are we looking at on the Niners who are going to be good fantasy picks this year? Brian, who are you looking at? Since Tim doesn't play fantasy, we can just go right to Brian. I'm out of this uh, okay, conversation. Okay. No, I mean, no, Tim, you just got to look at stats. Whoever's going to put up the most stats. But before we get into that, I just want to say, John, we had a weird end to last season in the league we're in. So, Tim, you're going to have a kick out of this. Oh, we, I remember. I we, remember it. We were playing each other, me and John, in the championship game. And our mm-hmm. scores tied for the championship game. They like they went Rio to 103.30. So we tied, <laughs> which you would never see in a championship game ever. So John and I are splitting our league. 
But in any case, what am I looking at? So obviously, fantasy, you're looking at persons who score. So I think the person who you're looking at, who I would draft first over anybody, would be a running back. So that would inform mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey. So Christian McCaffrey, yeah. he can catch. He can run. You know who he can throw for you know, the occasional touchdown. But you're looking at probably, I'm guessing, maybe because you have so many weapons, maybe 800 yards rushing, maybe 700 yards passing. I know that in the Niners' <laughs> offensive scheme. Or receiving. Just, I don't think. Or, or receiving. I don't think. Sorry, receiving. <laughs> Excuse me. I know in the Niners' scheme, they have so many weapons. So you got to pass mm-hmm. out. But I do think Christian McCaffrey would be, he's good for probably about 20 points a game if he can give you, you know, 75 to 100 yards rushing, 50 to 75 yards. And then maybe an occasional throw here or there, but you're looking at at least 15 to 20 points per game. I'm going to kind of thought. Ayuk is another guy, John, who I'm kind of looking at. Mm-hmm. He's obviously a 100-yard guy every game. And he could probably score a touchdown every game. So those are two guys I'm probably highly looking at if in my fantasy football. So I don't know, John, who are you thinking well, maybe from your side? There is a small-ish wide receiver named Debo Samuel. That guy. So yeah, Who's he again? Yeah. So he, he, he could be another one because it's an odd year. So you know, Debo shines in the odd years. Uh, the other... Kittle, I always thought from a fantasy perspective that he was always overvalued. Uh, He never really scores as many touchdowns as you think he's going to, although last year he was was quite good towards the end. Um, The 49ers defense uh, could be interesting because they get a lot of potential pick sixes, uh, which has a lot of points involved. And then if you're playing a league where they have kickers who can hit from far distances, uh, Jake Moody might be one that you don't draft, but you pick up in the, in the free agent round. So you're holding on to running backs, but you know, you're able to get Moody off the bench. Uh, So those are going to be interesting. I don't think Purdy's going to be one that, is going to probably shine from a fantasy point of view because uh, so much of the Niners' offense is run-based. Yeah. But, you know, you never know. He could be one you pick up just when you're looking at matchups of bad pass defense. When he's playing the Cardinals, you got to shove somebody in there, uh, the other than your other guy. So, uh, but, yeah, I think think you're right. Christian and Brandon and Debo could be some big-time fantasy point getters. Uh, for and the I, Niners this year. I, I do think Brock Purdy is probably a guy, if you see him available, maybe in your like your last round or your second to last round, just pick him up. He's always good as a backup quarterback. He's definitely not going to shine like your Aaron Rodgers or maybe like a Justin Herbert or any of those other guys, but he's probably a good solid backup for your bench. So as you're right, John. Mm-hmm. Well, now that the fantasy part is, we have to get back to reality. Yes. And that goes to Brian and his weekly trivia question for Tim and I. Okay. 
All right. So August 7th was Dwight Clark Day, 8-7. So Dwight Clark passed in June of 2018. So I'm going to ask you guys, where is he buried? And why is his location where he's buried significant? That's question number one. Okay. I think he is actually buried in the state of Montana. If memory serves, he had a ranch up there and Eddie D also has a ranch up there. And the goalposts from Candlestick from the final game, Eddie D managed to get a hold of. I believe he's buried up there. That's my answer. Yeah, I'm going to agree okay. with Tim on that one. Okay. All right. Next. Get next. Next. Okay. <laughs> Uh, as we talked about here, the Niners are playing the Raiders this Sunday on August 13th. So the Niners have played in regular season games against the Raiders. Let me, I'm going to ask you guys who owns the win loss record between those two teams and who were the first head coaches in the matchup in 1970. All right. Uh, so, in terms of the overall head-to-head matchup, I think the Raiders have it. And the 1970 matchup, that was actually played at the Oakland Coliseum. Uh, the 49ers were coached by Dick Nolan. Uh, 49ers were gonna, going for their very first Western Division title. And, and let's see, 1970, I want to say Madden, but I don't think that's it i'm gonna say i think it was john roche roche i may be mispronouncing that so i'm gonna go with the raiders i actually with the niners own it eight to seven and the coaches i'm gonna go with dick nolan and tom flores okay i can tell you right now you're wrong all right moving on (laughs) thank you you're welcome very much you're welcome (laughs) All right, moving on. Question number three. Jim Plunkett is the most significant quarterback to play for both the Niners and the Raiders. Name one other quarterback to play for both teams. That's part one of this question. All right. So think of a quarterback that's played for both Niners and the Raiders. And then number two, I'm going to read you some names. These are obviously... You know that they played for both the Niners and the Raiders. I want you to name maybe possibly the second best person who's played in that role. So, Ronnie Lott, who is the other person who's just probably not as good as Ronnie to play Roger both Craig. Niners and Raiders. Roger Craig. Roger Craig from, oh. Yes. Wait, no, no. Ronnie Lott from All a right, safety well, position, Roger Craig from a running back position. And Jerry Rice from a wide receiver position. Oh, sorry, I answered too fast. I yeah. just I get so excited. Uh, well, to answer the first one, I'm going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, Jimmy That's, Garoppolo. Yes. <laughs> any any other um, mind who's played for both? Well, that's he hasn't played. He, well, he hasn't played a game. Yeah, he hasn't yeah. played a regular season game. Yes, but obviously Jim Plunkett played for both teams. So, yeah. okay. All right. I don't recall Ken Stabler playing for the Niners. That much I'm certain. He, he might have suited All up right. for the Niners you know, in kind of a, you know, a bad night out one time, and he drove the candlestick instead of the Elgin Coliseum <laughs> the next morning. But that's the only reason I could think Ken Stabler would ever suit up for the 49ers. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Se- second, second part of the question. 
Who are the backups? You have to play mm-hmm. their position. Ronnie Lott, Roger Craig, and Jerry Rice. So safety, running back, wide receiver. Who is another person who's back. done those roles? But yep, running back, wide receiver, or safety. Wait. So I'm any, sorry. Any, so the question is who is who has played for both the 49ers oh, and the Raiders? Yeah. Yeah. Michael Crabtree was a wide receiver for both teams. Good there one, you Joe. Go. There, yeah. there you go. That's a good one. Running back. Tim. Running back. Well, I already made, named Roger Craig. There's another you're saying. Uh, uh, not Charlie for the yeah. Oh, Charlie Garner. There you go. Okay. Okay, and then a safety. And then a safety. And we already said Ronnie Live, correct? Yes. All right. Safety. Let me think. Let me think. Nothing comes to mind up top. I mean, I could think here for a although, while, but I think our listeners would just be dead. Although I, w- I will say there's one position that Brian left out that I just thought of, and that's linebacker, and it's Navarro Bowman. Yes, that's true. I could have named him. Oh, one. good one. Good one, John. All right. All right. Well, I'll try. One more question. This one's probably but for Tim. Okay, so the AFL-NFL merger in 1970, that's when the Niners first played the Raiders. Uh, Name three teams from the NFL, the NFC, that moved to the AFL or the AFC at that time. So there were three pre-existing teams that moved from the NFL Mm -hmm. to the AFL. Okay. Should I answer? Go ahead. All right. Uh, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, both the Baltimore Colts and the Cleveland Browns. Okay. We'll answer them in a bit. All right. John, you got anything you want to so, say about that one? R- no, Tim knows that one. I have no idea. <laughs> I was thinking the San Diego Superchargers. I'm like, oh, they're in the AFC. Um, Man. So getting back to the uh Tim, what is some good shit you want to see coming out of this game? I do not want to see injuries, period. That's all. That is all. Anything else? Like a competent offense? I don't want to see. It. I know these guys okay. can play. A these guys are professionals. It's a preseason game. As far as I'm concerned, wrap the team in bubble tape and let's get ready for Pittsburgh in Week One. Brian, what do you want to see? Good, good shit wise coming out of uh, Las Vegas. I mean, I want to see some of these position players shine. So I want to see a little bit of Sam Womack. I want to see a little bit of Ambry Thomas. Obviously, I don't want to get. I don't want them to get hurt in any way whatsoever. Yeah, that's about it. Just want to see some of these players we've kind of talked about in this podcast kind of show up. And I know we're ruined for them, but we want to see them succeed. So that's what I want to see, John. Yeah, I mean, for me, I want to see some of uh, the rookies separate a little bit from each other. Of who's the guy who kind of stands out on film? We saw it with. Hufunga, who saw it with Womack last year. I want to see a competent offense, either from Trade Lance or from Sam Darnold, so that I know if something bad does happen, uh, which or minor to a quarterback, that it's in capable hands. So those are the kind of things that I, I kind of want to watch for on Sunday. And I think we all agree... Uh, for the bad shit is we don't want to see anybody get hurt. Well, we just want them to play, get out safely, uh, and get closer to week one. So on that note, Brian, you want to give us the answers to these questions? 
Absolutely. So number one, yes, Dwight Clark, Tim, you correctly called it, is buried in Whitefish, Montana on Eddie DeBartolo Jr.'s ranch with the goalpost of where he scored that touch of when he scored that touchdown. So that is there. So I was actually reading about this uh, earlier this week, and he is actually buried where he would have caught the catch if it had been there, uh, according to where the goalposts are. Uh, and the other fun fact is, do you know who else is buried there? No. Who? Do not. Freddie Sullivan. Get out of How town. about that? Get, yeah. God rest. That is I did not know he passed. Good Niner trivia. And do you yeah, know where Freddie yeah, Solomon is buried? Yeah. No. On the goal He's line? buried on, on the, the other, on side the other side in the slot. <laughs> yeah. I, I so, think memory serves. Freddie Solomon had some kidney problems. Uh, I think he was either waiting for a transplant or something. But um, yeah, I think it was a few years ago that he passed. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Moving on to number two. Overall, the record, John, you called it 8-7. Niners have it over the Raiders. They've won the last few. Um, Go, Raiders John. had it for a while. But, yeah. yeah. So, 8-7. Eight, 8-7 seven. Eight, seven Niners. Okay, head coaches. Dick Nolan. Tim, you got that right. Uh, John Madden was the other co- was the coach of the Raiders. No kidding. Okay. I, I, I couldn't, yeah. I guess it was Madden because he did come in right after, I think, Super Bowl two, Super Bowl three. Okay. Let's see, quarterbacks to play for both. Yes, Jimmy G is the new guy. Don't forget Jeff Garcia, our guy from the early 2000s. I I was Uh, actually thinking Garcia. I should have said it. Yeah, Jeff Garcia. Didn't he? He wasn't the guy who led them to the Super Bowl. Who was that? Rich, Rich. Gosh, why is it? Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon. So he played for after Rich Gannon, right? I remember that. So. And then another guy from Notre Dame. Uh, who is it? Rick Meyer. Rick. There you go. Okay. So in terms of the other players, those significant players, so safety, running back, and wide receiver, I was thinking Charlie Gardner. Another guy is Randy Moss. Randy Moss, ah, the wide receiver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a great one. Yeah. And then sa- safety. I don't know. I always picture him in a white jersey, but it's Rod Woodson. He played for both Niners oh, and Raiders. Oh, yeah, that's correct. Yep, that's correct. Yeah. Okay, and then number I, four. Nope. Go on, Tim. I was going to say, Brian. I have to compliment you on some of these uh, questions. You are really digging deep into the Niners' hit trivia history on uh, some of these questions. I'm, I'm trying to be significant for the week. So whatever's going on for the week, we're playing the Raiders this week. I, it's and, good. You know, Keep them coming. Go. Keep them coming. Yeah, we're playing. Who we play? Wait, I'll finish this last question, and then we'll jump to next week. So, AFL NFL merger, nineteen seventy. Tim, you got you hit it nail on the head. It is the Baltimore Colts, the Cleveland Browns, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, man, you knew that from the top of your head. Great job. Because I don't get out a lot, Brian. We've talked about this before. <laughs> okay, San so next Diego Superchargers. You just wanted uh, to sing that, play? didn't you? Yes. Who are we playing next week? Are we playing the, was it the Broncos next week or the? Uh, the Los Angeles Superchargers. There you go. Okay. I'm going to have to sing if it's something. The Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have, it doesn't have the right ring. It doesn't have the same ring. Does it? 
So, All right. One, anyway, one, one no, question. We, are, we are playing the Broncos next week. Ah, okay. What team did we beat in Super Bowl? Oh, I can't remember now. 22? 23? I can't remember anymore. 55 23. No, that was not 23. <laughs> that was 24. 55 to 10 was against the Denver Broncos. There you go. Okay. It'll Joe be threw something five, up that alley. Five touchdown passes. He threw for 297 yards. Do would you like to t- go through every touchdown? Oh, <laughs> no, next week. Gee. It's Was also a great, Brian? It's also a great thing to watch on YouTube every now and again when you're feeling down. Okay, so I got the Chargers the following week. I'll have something lined up that alley, Tim. All right, too. Thank a, you. It's the Broncos. Um. So last but not least, we got to pay the bills. Which always brings us to our final segment, which is one of my favorites, which is shit we brought on Amazon this week. So, Brian, I'll start with you. What'd you buy on Amazon this week? Nothing. Nothing. But again, I I did buy my son something for his birthday that's coming up. He wants to be ironic. I bought him some, I don't know if. Nike Air Monarchs. Have you? Are you familiar with shoe? Mm. It's an. It's. Mm. It looks no. like an old man shoe. So. <laughs> so it looks, for it gift looks, ideas for my brother, I can pick these up. Yes, you're always. <laughs> I know they're. They they look like just some white sneakers with probably an old Nike logo on it, probably from the 80s or 90s, and uh, you know. I got it from my kid. It's sitting in my closet. I'm going to give it to him for his birthday coming up in a few weeks. So that's what awesome. I bought this week. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Tim? Uh, like Brian, I did not purchase a lot on Amazon. I did purchase one thing, and that was a pair of brand new running shoes. So already got about 35 miles on those. So that was me. Oh, Tim. Tim, you got to say yes. which one. What brand? I got Brooks Beast. I'm not Good saying... Job. I'm not saying I'm a beast. I'm saying this is what the shoes are called. It doesn't make me a beast, but they do the job. They don't cause any blisters, and I run okay in them. Do they leave paw prints? Ah, that would be awesome. I what kind of animals I, running not, around here? Not that I can tell, but you know, I am in Lake Tahoe, so you know, maybe people are seeing. Oh, we have a lot of bear sightings. Nope, it's just the Brooks Beast. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, for me. Uh, it was a weird week. I ran out of golf balls because I sometimes hit them into the woods. So I bought some Callaway soft, low spin balls with triple track. I bought a dozen of those. And then sometimes it's one of those things like, did we really buy this on Amazon? We bought coffee filters. It's just like, why can't I just get my lazy butt out of of the chair and get in the car and just drive and get coffee filters. Because uh, coffee giant fil- is five minutes away. Yeah. So, Except that so, Amazon took two days to deliver the coffee filters. So John, I've bought, I've switched my coffee filters to those, those gold plated filters. Have you seen those? Those like, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. there's re- you can wash them all the time. And, but I don't know, I find them. So I don't run them out. They're always there. And we take our coffee filters and we put them in the compost uh, because coffee is actually high in nitrogen. 
So it actually is really good for plants. So, so there you go. Ours just goes in the backyard at some point. Understood. So now I know we don't do game projections because it would be like the super fans, like, uh, 49ers, 208 Raiders three. So, uh, but we're looking forward to the game and we'll be back next week with thoughts on the Raiders game and then further thoughts on us playing the Broncos. But for now, all I can say to everyone out there, faithful Niners nation, Niners talk fans, go Niners. Go Niners. Thanks for listening to Niners talk. Stay faithful. Stay faithful.